Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. And the Boston Bruins are rocking and rolling. They had a big game last night. 5-1. to one, Staying in it. Forcing a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals. And I think part of the problem is Brett Hull started celebrating a little too early. <laughs> he's been, obviously, he's a big ambassador for the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. And he's been getting the crowd fired up at, at games in this series. And he was at it again last night, Jim. Uh, just uh, just going a little overboard. Some suspecting that maybe he had an alcoholic beverage or two in him. Yeah, you, you be the judge here. This is, uh, <laughs> just listen. Let go, Blues! Let go, Blues! the greatest of all time! That's Let's great. go, Blues! Let's go, Blues! Bernie Federico. You can't say that name and not sound drunk. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie Federico! <laughs> and that, that's, that could be one night, one off night where he's no. having a bit too much fun. But last weekend, here he is, he comes on the ice... And he's trying to get. The- let's just be clear, Bernie Federico. He didn't say greatest hockey player of all time, I, which we've looked at. We've looked, gone over Bernie Federico's stats. He clearly is not the greatest hockey player of all time. He's a good hockey player back in the day, but he just may be an awesome dude. Just the greatest so that, gent. That may be accurate. Uh, <laughs> I've never hung out with Bernie Federico. He may be the greatest of all time. I feel like if you hung out with him, you'd just be saying his name over and over. To Bernie Federico. Bernie Federico. <laughs> So this is Brett last week. Yeah. Same sort of deal. Getting the crowd hype before the game started. Hold on, is that Stone Cold Steve Austin coming into the ring? (laughs) His face, he's mugging so hard for the crowd. Like, he does seem like a wrestler. Brett Hull totally looks like he could be a WWE Hall of Famer. It's like Brett Hart out there. (laughs) You know what we need to see now? After after getting a little taste of what Brett Hull can do during a, uh, a Stanley Cup playoff, we need to get the Nashville Predators to play the St. Louis Blues and have at one end of the rink you got Brett Hull with a microphone and at the other end of the rink you got Shania Twain <laughs> with a microphone. It reminds me a lot of how much Shania was enjoying herself in Nashville. Here is Shania Twain. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm in a talking down in Canada. It's amazing. Now what do you think, Shania, because you've lived in Nashville, uh, what do you think of the way hockey has taken over this city? of our sport, of our, you know, national sport in Canada. Here I am in Nashville all these years later, and I'm seeing these people out here embracing hockey. And if I have, if I've counted right, I think there's 30 of our Canadian players on these two teams tonight. And I'm Approximately, so yeah. Yeah, approximately that. Somebody gave so, that number. I'm like, yeah, like I think it's 11 and 15 or something like that. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that means <laughs> all these Canadian families are here and all these game supporters. So, I don't know. I mean, all the, all the years ago that I came to Nashville, there wasn't even a hockey team here. And then all of a sudden there was hockey. And there were just a few spectators, and now, now tonight, look at this. 
I mean, this is like, this is a genuine Stanley Cup event. <laughs> okay. I, I heard that Bernie Federico's even here. <laughs> Bernie Federico, the greatest of all time! You know, I'm loving Western Road. What's going on on Western Road right now? Just north of Oxford, they've completely uh, laid down the asphalt over the weekend. Looks like a brand new road. It, it's a good thing they didn't put a traffic circle in that area. A roundabout? Yeah. You know why? Why? Because traffic circles uh, cause tornadoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here's a phone call that a, uh, a news outlet got from a guy in Pennsylvania recently. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the counter, you want to know why? That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes <laughs> tornadoes. And by the way, the scrambler at the Western Fair causes tornadoes too. I think it's Ferris wheels. It's all them <laughs> merry-go-rounds and Ferris wheels that are causing those tornadoes. Tornadoes. <laughs> that is amazing There's logic. There's too many tornadoes. <laughs> This guy truly believes. He's, he thinks he's got it figured out. Yeah. And he, the cars just keep going around in a circle, traffic circle. The air gets all stirred up. Uh huh. There goes your house. You're off to Oz. It's it's true. And the what you know, too many tsunamis. It's it's cannonballs in the ocean. That's what's causing it. It happens more in the summertime when everyone's doing jackknives <laughs> off the diving board, huh? Only pencils. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because <laughs> on the counter, you want to know why? That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. <laughs> Give that guy his Nobel Prize. <laughs> As people may or may not know, I'm uh, I'm a coach now. I'm uh, helping uh, a lot of young boys turn into men. I said, <laughs> stop saying, stop that, you know. saying that. <laughs> Unless you're in the army, that's the only time you get to say that. How old are these kids? Twelve, nine, and ten. Nine and ten. Okay, nine so, and ten year olds. You're coaching baseball. Normally on Sundays we practice. This weekend we did not practice because there was a uh, baseball tournament on in the city, also for uh, nine and ten year olds, but not involving our team. And uh, there was a tweet that I saw over the weekend. That people were talking about at the tournament. There were some parents who brought a GoPro and set up a GoPro camera and were using it to record the game and then were demanding the umpire check the GoPro camera video on the controversial calls. For strikes and balls? For reviews. You're kidding. So this this 10 and 11, 9, 10, 11-year-old kids baseball league has video replay? Well, so on the I mean, tiniest screen on the back of a GoPro. And you got to remember, like the umpires in a lot of these cases, like, you know, they're, they're some like, we, we had a kid the other day that was umpiring one of our games, looked like they might have been like 12 years old, like four, they probably older than that, but they're like really small. Right. Teenage, easy, teenage kids are easy to intimidate if you're an adult who's going to be doing stupid stuff like this, right? So they might be feeling in a weird position. Do I have to look at the video replay? There's like no video replay, obviously. Like it's stupid to have to say this. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like kids baseball in London, there's no video replay because there's no video. But the idea that parents would set up a GoPro ahead of time, knowing the calls are going to be bad. And try and intimidate yeah. this this kid who's 
getting paid 15 bucks an hour to yeah. hire the game to look at the <laughs> look at the tiny screen. You know what? I don't blame the umpire, obviously. I don't even blame the guy with the GoPro. I blame every other parent on that team that allowed the GoPro guy to confront. Because the, it's their, they're the only ones that he's going to listen to. Like, the opposing team's obviously going to be mad and yell at the GoPro guy, but if that guy's on your team and you don't call you gotta him out... you got to be like, Gary, relax. Yes. Like, you're taking this a little too seriously. And your son is the worst on the team. What are you worried about? <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. But it gets into the whole thing where, like, then I... And so I've seen people talk about it. And, and like, baseball parents, by many, are viewed as worse than, like, hockey parents, which we've even talked about before. Like, so, but you don't, you don't see this in hockey. For all the, all the like, the crap that hockey parents get... I've never seen one bring a GoPro and demand the refs look at an instant yeah. replay. The tough thing about uh, the, the baseball parents, too, is you can hear everything. An arena is big. There's lots of noise on the ice. When you're a, a loud parent at a baseball game, everybody can hear you. The batter can hear you. The ump can hear everything you say. So it's twice as annoying. It's just, I mean, it's 9- and 10-year-old kids. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I just, but, but just imagine being in that person's head where like, they go through it their entire day uh, thinking so, this is a good who, idea. Who's wearing the GoPro? Like, Does the parent have a GoPro and they're like, wearing it on their hat? <laughs> and or? he's standing exactly like a back catcher. Right. Like, <laughs> where are the GoPros set up? The, the the base coaches are wearing the GoPros? Because you can't even see the know. strike. Because the, beh- like, the umps behind the plate, so you can't have a good angle at it. Now I'm thinking about it. That is a joke. Get a life. You're going to make your kids hate you. Yeah. You keep doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I just... In, in, how do you get to, like, to the mindset where, like, this is something I'm going to do and, like, like your wife... Like your kids, like oh, like like like, like your kids, like Dad, don't bring the GoPro. Dad, don't bring the GoPro. Ah, he's bringing the GoPro. You can barely run it. You don't even know what the buttons are for. You just learned how to use the VCR, and it doesn't even work anymore. And imagine it's the same GoPro that Dad uses with Mom when oh. they're having a long time. Oh no, hold on, that's not the replay. Just let me fast forward a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead, you're on FM ninety six. Uh, does Devin know what team was playing at that tournament with the GoPro? Because I think I do. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you gonna name drop them? Don't don't name drop the team. I won't, but I'll tell you our son was umping one of these games over the weekend and there was some horrible parent and coach behavior. And what did the town name rhyme with? Um uh, it's, it's it sounds a lot like the name of a child's toy that says choo choo. Train? A train, yeah. You know the little the show of the uh, little train, Thomas Saint the tank? Thomas. Oh yeah, <laughs> Saint <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. Tell yeah. tell us what your son said. The parents and the the other team, the teams were doing there. What what was the behavior like? Uh, generally, just a lot of anger, yelling at the uh, umpires, uh, threatening them to do something about the yelling that they were creating. It was. It was. Not- did he mention nice. anything about GoPros and instant replays? Well, no. So there was a GoPro attached to the backstop. Oh, they put it on the backstop. Yeah, That's what they're was, doing. They were taped to the back of the diamond. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. We hope no we hope your kid makes it through the summer dealing with those parents. <laughs> Me too. Hi, FM ninety six. Hey, I've never gotten this whole concept of sports athlete parents chirping at anybody my kid's only five she's in gymnastics 
And by God, every time she starts thinking around, I'm yelling at her. I don't get this concept of, of blaming external sources. Yeah, for... blame your child. Yell at your That's children. Yell at your child. If you're going to show anyone replays, you show Timmy, little Timmy, what an idiot he is. Yeah. Because he didn't swing when that one was right down the middle. Exactly. So it's and no dinner for Timmy. Yeah, it, it, it should be parents and their children. And you know what? If there is a... Listen, Rebecca, threat, you better straighten up that landing pose when you do your handspring. Otherwise, you're not getting any allowance this week. But, you know, I do get the concept of if there's a very crooked uh, little organization and you're in the mix of that and you don't want your kids to go through it, then take them out and go into something else. Like, what's the point of... Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck to your daughter and her gymnastics career. We hope to see her at the uh, the Olympics someday. Because if she doesn't make it there, <laughs> she's going to get it. Time for sports. Devin Peacock joins us. Let's start with hockey. Big win for the... Boston Bruins, your Boston Bruins last night taking out the St. Louis Blues five to one. Dev, I never lost uh, faith in my guys. I knew they'd uh, <laughs> they'd pull it pull it through, and I don't want to take credit for the win, but uh, I don't know. I was looking pretty down and out until uh, maybe they were reminded of the fact that old uh, old Devo still <laughs> believes in them. <laughs> you think that was said in the locker room? Yeah, Peacock's still in this game. Where are you guys? Do it for Devo. <laughs> You think this momentum change is enough for Boston to take the uh, take the series? I mean, for St. Louis, you're at home. Like everything was lined up uh, for them. You're home. You had this huge win. You've got Brett Hall already drunk. Like everything is just <laughs> trending in your direction to win that, and not just to lose, but to lose five one is uh, crushing. Obviously, they've shown resiliency. They came back from a 7-2 loss uh, to turn the series around. But for Boston, going home, first time the Bruins have ever hosted a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final, which is incredible. I think think the momentum's on their side. Well, that means history will be made, win or lose. Boston's either going to win at home or lose at home on Wednesday night. Should be exciting. we got to talk basketball, obviously. Raptors showing such poise here in this hostile arena. Leonard, open three. Knocks it down. Kawhi Leonard. Leonard turns, shoots, and scores. He's a machine. Leonard doubles. Finds Ibaka. Ibaka to Lowry. Back to Ibaka on a slam. Great extra look from Kyle Lowry. The Raptors putting on finishing touches on the biggest win in franchise history. They're going to be one win away from an NBA title. What were your takeaways from Friday night's game, Devin? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, just nothing but greatness. I mean, it was just... I mean, they played great. I mean, the Raptors did... Like, they should not have won that game based on the first half. The first half was a terrible first half. They were effectively getting blown out, but they are only down by four at the half. And then they come around in the second half, and they just did to Golden State what, every, what Golden State does to everyone. They had this huge third period near the end, and they just rolled. So that could have been the last ever game at Oracle Arena in Oakland. They're moving to a new uh, place in San Francisco. So Raptors fans, after the game, just stayed for an extra 40 minutes cheering for no reason. And like, well, they had a reason to cheer. Their team won. Well, yeah, but go outside, have a go, have a drink. Like, there's like, there's no one there. Like, you're just cheering. Like, you're just like, imagine like cheering 
And there's like no one there. Well, there's other Raptors fans. Well, you're yeah. so I, mean, I saw so Nav, the super fan, jumping around there. He was pretty excited. But you're saying like all the Warriors fans left. They were leaving before the game yeah. was even over. So, but the Warriors fans all filed out and left with their heads hung low, and the Raptors fans stayed in their seats and high fived each other. Yeah, I just <laughs> uh, just imagine the energy it takes for an extra forty minutes just to be cheering and yelling and screaming. Well, they didn't like, want to. They didn't want to file out and get their asses like kicked in the parking lot by all the Golden State fans. <laughs> that, that might be true. Or when you pay fifty thousand dollars a seat. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to get your money's worth. You're not leaving until they, they force you out the door. I've been looking at some ticket prices, and there are some $50,000 U.S. for tonight's game in Toronto. Ooh, boy. Interesting to see if people will pay those prices here. Uh, what is your prediction for tonight? Do you think this is it? Is Has destiny arrived for the Raptors? There is uh, the growing belief that Kevin Durant is going to play in tonight's game. He practiced with the team uh, yesterday. I don't. If he does come back, I don't think it matters. I think the Raptors win. I, I apologize, Jim. I uh, I forgot you had a big event going on today. You're, you may be tired later. We hope to see you out at Shoeless Joe's tonight when I'm hosting the uh, big Raptors viewing party. New Shoeless Joe's downtown across the street from Bud Gardens on King Street. If uh, you guys can make it, and if you can make it, Jim. Mm -hmm. But um, today's the day. Big honor. (laughs) Uh, What are you, the valedictorian or something? What's going on here? You're getting a special... uh, Honorary doctorate from your old high school? Not even. I'm just filling time at an event. This is the MDHS Athletic Banquet. MDHS is my high school. I went to Mitchell District High School. They invited Mitchell you back. District High School. To be the the keynote speaker. Yeah. Would you be... This is... Okay. My old basketball coach is named A.J. Moses. He was my basketball coach. That's and, a great basketball name. Oh, he's a beauty. And he grew up like... He was friends with my brother. Uh, he grew up like across the street from me. So I've known this guy. He's been an older guy that I've looked up to for years. So he asked me, you know, would you mind speaking at the MDHS Athletic Banquet? And I said, Absolutely. For sure, but just because. Are you the keynote speaker though? Are he you said, like the? He said, "Would you be interested in speaking at the MDHS athletic banquet this year? You could talk about your experiences in high school athletics and high school itself, and how it led to an amazing career in the field of your choice." I wasn't that good of an athlete. <laughs> I was gonna say I played like I was a I was a I was a decent soccer player. I was the captain of our soccer team in grade ten and grade twelve. Let me tell you guys some stories about when I was the assistant captain of the intramural floor hockey team. (laughs) And I played volleyball and I played basketball at our high school teams. But it was uh, like other than soccer, which I was liked playing, was good at. Did you ever go to OFSA and anything? We won WASA, I think, in grade nine or grade 10. There's a story. Write it down. I forget most of it, though, dude. It was a long time ago and there (laughs) was nothing interesting. But like I, you didn't get the game-winning goal or anything like no, that. No, I I got athlete athlete of the week a few times in the old Mitchell Advocate. That's pretty good. But it, it, honestly, for volleyball and basketball, volleyball I was decent at. But basketball, I basically rode the pine the entire year and only did it so I could not go to math class. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I was the worst. Put that in your speech. That's I was awesome. the. It's like I'm going to be the least inspiring speaker. You'll be great. I wonder who. I wonder who spoke in the past. Yeah, you know like, who am I following up? Howie Morenz was last year, and Jim thank Kelly's God he died in 1930. <laughs> God, can't follow Howie Morenz. <laughs> when did Howie Morenz? Like die? 1936, I think he died. Come on, really? Oh yeah, we, we've been clinging on to that glory day for <laughs> for a while. You'll be good. 
Have you written anything, or are you Not just going to wing it? One line. I've got some ideas. I wrote some ideas in my uh, in my phone. I don't want to give anything away, but mm-hmm. uh, I asked. Uh, and by the way, I'm. Like I'm like you know what I'm just gonna write a speech just to make AJ laugh. I don't know anybody else who's gonna be in the thing. AJ's coaching his kids' baseball team. He's not he's even gonna, not be, even there. gonna be there. I, he's like sit next to Carly. Who's Carly? I don't even Carly McLeod. You better come up and recognize me because I have no idea. I'm supposed to sit next to you, but I have to be there at 6:30 for the ice cream social. <laughs> wow, more ice cream, Jim. Oh, buddy. And then 7 p.m. I speak. And then they do the major awards. And they said twenty minutes. They want you to speak for. Well, they said fifteen to twenty originally, and then That's I a long time. and then I asked again. I know, and then I asked again. They said, "What'd you feel comfortable with?" I said, 10 to fifteen. It's going to be seven to eight <laughs> minutes, not seven o'clock to eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you get the recorder going during this thing? I yeah, I'll hear record. what kind of audience reaction you get. It's, okay, yeah, we'll see. Jim's giving the speech at the Mitchell District High School. Athletic Awards Banquet. Yes. Which I, by the way, never won an award at. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.